What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Joshi Dreamcast here on Fightful Overbooked. I am your host, Scott Edwards, and with me again is Trent. Uh, I promise this is his last of of a mini run here, but they've done so many pay-per-views, and my schedule's bad, and I like talking to Trent, so it all meshes together. Uh, And I know Trent watches the pay-per-views, so that helps. We're recording this the day of, for me, not for Trent, of (laughs) the pay-per-view airing which was Midsummer Champions in Nagoya. Uh, so this is this is as fresh as thoughts I can have, and as well as Trent. So this is very exciting. Trent, how are we doing on this fine day for you, evening for me? It is the afternoon for me. It's actually quite nice. Uh, considering it's the middle of winter, I can actually be in short sleeves for the very rare time. So, so it's going okay. And, and I managed to get some sleep, unlike you. Uh, which is always an advantage heading into this kind of thing. So I'm doing well, thank you. And a- anyone has an advantage of getting sleep on me, but that's fine. That's fine. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. It doesn't matter if you live on the same time zone as me. You usually have an advantage of sleeping over me. Nonetheless, nonetheless, we are talking about, as you guys saw on the little picture, boom, a lot of stardom stuff to talk about here. We're not talking about anything else. Nothing else happened. Um, well, Miyuki Takase versus Suzuki was really good. I'd recommend go seeing that. Apparently but other that than didn't happen, Scott. You said it didn't happen. Uh, well, it We're didn't happen this that. week. To be fair, it didn't happen this weekend. It happened last weekend. And how so, often do you do this show? Every other. So mm. you make a good mm. point. But it's okay yes. because I just told people to go watch it if they haven't yet. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Suzuki anyways. Yes, she does I that. I presume. She's, she's here, there, and everywhere. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk. Stardom and Showcase Volume 1, which proved to be just as crazy as we expected. We are going to talk, as I said, Midsummer Champions 2022 in Nagoya. And the main part of this is talk a little bit about the five-star Grand Prix, the best tournament in professional wrestling. Yes, you can take that, G1. Uh, had to had to give my little shout out there. I know there's a new Japan podcast on Fight Full Overbooked, but you know what? It's okay. I had to get that little shot in because I'm just telling the truth. So let's talk about. It. Let's. I'm not going to waste time here. I'm not going to waste anyone that's listening time. We're going to talk startup in showcase. Pretty much called the sports entertainment brand. 
of stardom. That is what the English account said. So I was like, okay, if you're willing to say that, then I'm going to embrace it. So this is the WWE brand of stardom. You got stipulation after stipulation after stipulation. And it's worth noting that a lot of talent actually had to miss this show, unfortunately. Mm. So off the top, Natsupoi, Utami Haishishida, they were the major names taken off uh, the pretty much the day of. Uh, it was like, it was technically the day before, but it was like, you know, in Japan, it was like hours before the next, the next day. So pretty much the day of, uh, they had poor physical conditions. So you could kind of figure out by now what that usually ends up being. Um, Mochi Natsumi had to miss the show as well. Akani Fujita got hurt. Uh, Wakasukiyama's hurt. Tekla's still hurt. Hameka was back, though, after mm. uh, the unfortunate passing of her father. And again, we send our condolences to her. Uh, but a lot of people missing. A lot of people missing. Uh, you know, th- I, it's always bad when people are missing, but thankfully they weren't in major matches. So Stardom was lucky to keep all their, uh, you know, major hits of the night, which turned out to be very important to these two shows because those major hits were really when it, uh, really where it counted and not to play dodge bullet, I say, but that's <laughs> besides the point. That might be the most I talk about that match on the show. So just enjoy that. But let's talk, as I said, Stardom Showcase Volume 1. Trent, we're out of it. We, we're done. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We already have number two planned. It's the same show that I think Saeed and Hanan are doing the five star, uh, their five star Grand Prix match. Because I remember when the schedule came out, and everyone's like, "Why is that the only match on that date?" Mm-hmm. Now we know it's Stardom Showcase Volume Two. So Volume One's over. How do you feel about the concept? How do you feel about where they're going with their third brand? Look, I think at the end of the day, Stardom Showcase is a fun concept. And I think the first volume of it was good with some kinks that can be ironed out down the track. I don't think anyone was expecting it to be absolute perfection from the first time. Going with something so drastic to what they do. like We know Stardom can and have done comedy in the past, but they haven't really centred a big singular show with a whole variety of... Like, it was a variety show in terms of wrestling. You had the hardcore wrestling, you had the Cosmic Rules wrestling, you had the power and the power and power, I think it ended up just being. You had coffin matches. It was all over the shop. So they haven't really done anything quite like this and bring in DJs and inflatable bouncy castles. With that in mind, I'm excited to see where it goes moving forward. Do I feel like I will pay for every episode? Well, probably, but I will not be as exuberantly <laughs> necessarily. Yeah, look, I'm a mark. Rossi owns my bank account, but... I'm not necessarily going to be throwing money at this to the same degree that I do necessarily at pay-per-views because it's a fun show, but I didn't necessarily get the, oh, I've earned, they've earned my full amount of money, maybe like some of yeah. their pay-per-views. Some, not all, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, and I think both shows were like this, but this mm. show was really a tale of two halves. Uh, the first half, and I want to say, this show the breath of fresh air for this show, besides like the different vibe of having a DJ play all the music and whatnot, was that it was quick. This mm. show was over in like two hours and like thirty minutes tops. It was oh, it was done, and I was like, "Whoa, that was." And and sometimes I like to kind of digest shows, but they were moving. They were moving. Uh, DJ uh, Pretty Dragon, the real MVP of the entire show, 
like I'm not even kidding. The vibe that she gave this show with the music that they're playing mm. and important. If you buy this pay-per-view, you don't probably get to watch it twice because the archive doesn't last all that long because of the music. Mm. Um, but you want to see the raw version of it. You want to see that live version because I can't imagine watching this on Stardom World and walking away from it the way I did, right? Because you, you didn't have that natural music. And, like, I, I don't remember the match, but I, I going into it, I was like, this has me amped. Like, I can't wait for this. It might have been the Fatal 4-Way that they were mm-hmm. playing, like, something really good, and it started, or the Coffin match, either one. And it was just great. Uh, but it had a different vibe. It, mm. it, uh... <laughs> The only thing I wish was with the DJ, they had different tracks for each, either person or group. Because it was a little awkward when you had, like, you know, one person walk out and then, like, the truck keeps going and then the opponent walks Mm -hmm. out to the exact same music. I would change that and I'd also bump up the sound of the the audio levels for the DJ. I think it was a little low for the, you know, watching at home crowd. Um, But, you know. DJ Pretty Prince, uh, Pretty Dragon. Actually, I I was really impressed. I wasn't expecting to like this aspect, yeah. but they delivered in there. So, yeah, good job. I wasn't expecting them to go all in on the aspect as much, and I I made the joke when the Fatal Four Way star. I was like, uh, for those who watch Anarchy in the Arena from mm. uh, AEW, you saw them play Wild Thing for pretty much half the match, and I was like, you know, they should do this for the entire match. They didn't do it, but at the same time, it's like. They could, and it would have worked really well with this yeah, match. It would have ruined subsequent viewing when you have to mute the entire match. Oh, yeah, that's but why for that live experience, <laughs> it would have been just amazing, especially with the yeah. kind of action there was. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about the car. We're gonna we're gonna speed through the early mm. part. Uh, they had a Nagoya Rumble. The main factor of this was the return of technically two characters. Yes. Um, one Everyone was theorizing these mysterious X characters who they're going to bring in for it, and boy, did they uh, swerve us on this one. Yeah, so one was Saeed in a mask to make it make it simple <laughs> for everyone, um, and the other one was Goki get death, uh, mm. which which actually was the best because okay, so death won the match, but seeing stars so happy to like have that moment with her because they obviously enjoyed having her part of the group before she went to fucking in death. It was like a really cool moment because Maya was so happy. Um, and obviously if Maya's happy, we're all happy. That's just how, that's just how. And then they felt. paid it off on the very next night. I did yep. not expect them to actually carry that story through because starting to show this is basically non-canon, but that was, yeah. It I'm sorry, this... it's kind of canon. <laughs> like it's it, canon when it's it needs canon to for be. certain matches. It's like new uh, blood. Like it's not part of yeah. stardom except when they tie stuff in, um, right? But yeah, which it, it, it always be prominent. The early stages of sh- that opening rumble match entertaining, and then it made what was a throwaway tag match the next night gave it a little bit of a unique flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the power and power match was next. Uh, definitely, definitely not living up to where you kind of hoped when the video originally was teased. But we also have to be fair. Tommy was a key part of that video, and she had mm. to miss the match. Uh, so her and Lady C were taken out. We got to see Saida and Ami Saray team, which was interesting, against mm. Micah and Hameka, who of course won. Uh, I again don't have too many thoughts to go in depth there. I think 
I still wish they went like a fatal four way instead. Yeah. It it struggled because it was just a generic tag match. And the only yeah. the only unique thing was over the top rope for one person, which kind of made it feel like it ended a little just oh okay, we're finished because one person went over the top rope. And the right. unique pairing of Amy and Eda, which is a lot of fun. I actually this is the most I've enjoyed uh Amy Sarai since her debut match with Stardom. Mm. Yeah, she has it's I am I'm very hard on Ami um because I think she a lot of the time doesn't show personality. She seems very dry. Mm. But there's certain times that she does show it and it's like those times that I'm like, yeah, come on, bring it out, bring it out. <laughs> it only helps you. Um and I think in time she will get there. It's just a comfort level thing because in the in ring wise She's starting to impress me, like with mm. her move set, and you know she has great chops and all that. So there's something there, obviously. And and if she starts not having to win every match, I'm sure that'll actually better her as well. I think she's going to be a lot better once God's Eye get over the initial Rossi super push yeah. that every new faction gets, because they they're still in that kind of. We know they've all kind of got a quirky, fun personality, but at the moment they're still stuck in that, oh, but we're meant to be the unbeatable force at the moment. Right. Once they go to regulation, we can win, we can lose. It, I think it'll allow Amy to feel more comfortable being a bit goofy and a bit fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next match, we're not talking about it. It's redacted. Uh, it was, um, no, we're not. Ta- I'm not talking about the Cosmic Rules match. It was exactly the- what we expected. Yeah, and it was not what I signed up for. Let's just say that. That's the best way for me to say it. The best mm. part of that match to me was Saki because she absolutely did not want to be there. And I was like, hey, me too. I also don't want to be here. For this. <laughs> uh, someone made a good point. It, it The worst part was that it ended up being a no contest. So it was just mm. like a giant. It, it, it was an even bigger waste of time in a lot of ways. It and- was a WWE Attitude Era match. And by that respect, it was pretty good, but it was a WWE Attitude Era women's yeah. match. Yeah. So you're not, you're not, that's not what I'm looking for on these shows. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Better we just don't talk about it. Let's move on. Let's move on because yeah. I, uh, I don't want, this is where the, the show started to pick up a little bit. We had Shuri versus Haragi Kurumi, uh, and I quit match. And I quit matches are weird. I've always felt this way about I quit matches because they're not necessarily a good stipulation mm. because they sound really good. Yeah, they sound good. Unless, uh, and this is where I actually have to give WWE credit. Like they're always good at these car crash type matches. Like this mm. is their bread and butter. And, and, and so much of the time other promotions can't really do them as well because one, this is the first time either of these two wrestlers are doing it off the top of my head. Uh, and I thought they did good for what they had to do. It's just, it wasn't going to be anything super special either. I mm. think had it been a tag match, it actually would have been better because yeah, you would have had more parts there. Instead, you had to watch Kurumi, who, as a stardom fan, you don't really know much about her at all, mm. fight the world of stardom champion. So it's like, okay, well, come on, <laughs> let's go. Like, and, and it's not any world of stardom champion. It's Shuri. So it's mm. like automatically just kind of hurts the purpose. And, and they, 
you know, Karumi looked good in the parts that she actually got to wrestle. Like her, uh, what what's the spin around slam? Boss man slam? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah boss man slam, sort of spinning sidewalk slam, whatever you want to call it. Beautiful. She does yeah. that perfectly. Like I've watched her do that two nights in a row. It feels like it hurts. And I was like, okay, that's good. But with I quit matches, the problem is you're like asking the person I quit all the time. It's just like, okay, whatever. It's like a last man standing match. As good as the action gets, it suddenly kind of has to slow down. Yeah. And, and my biggest issue with th- this was an I quit match, I think, has to have a lot of heat going in. Yeah. And they had one interaction with a backstage chokeout in a mm. half cannon show. Yeah. There wasn't a lot going in. It was the middle of the card. And, yeah, it was meant to be tag match with the world champion. So you knew the world champion was winning. It was just a matter of when are they doing it. But it felt like they just kind of had to get Karumi enough sort of showcase because this was really her first showing in Mm -hmm. stardom and her first time back in quite a while. So they needed that to kind of, okay, yeah, she's a threat. And, oh, no, she isn't. And they went with the John Cena finish, which was predictable a mile away. I was honestly pretty unimpressed with this match. I think you liked it a lot more than me. I was ready for it to finish. Wow. 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 Now, I haven't said it off about Sherry matches. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, it's probably the worst single Sherry match of the year off the top of my head. Mm. Like, not counting, like, when she fights a rookie, um, which she has done, like, once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I thought her Cinderella matches were uh, at least decent. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the match Hamika with Amy right. Sarai was a good showing for the rookie. Yeah. And then her match with Himika was really good because it led, led into their big match. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind it. But, again, I don't really like I quit matches to begin with unless it's, mm. like, a WWE one because that's just what they do. Yeah. Um, but I did find it funny that Sherry was just like, boom, see you later. <laughs> like, anytime yeah. they do that, it's like, oh, okay. Well, they quit anyways, but I'm going to toss you. Uh wasn't a pretty fall at all, but. Let's move on. Let's move on here because I think the final three matches is really where we got. Let's into get to the, the good stuff. We, yeah, we got into the the flow of what Stardom and Showcase can be and really should be. And mm. this was the fatal four-way. I think this was the match that most people were looking forward to the most. It was Tam Nakano, Koguma, Izumi, and Momo Watanabe. You know, when you say falls count anywhere, you don't want to get your hopes up because when you hear falls count anywhere, you don't really know how far they'll go and what they'll do and stardom very creative they were said we're gonna make sure this is creative because we're gonna bring two big inflatable objects and they're just gonna have a whale of a time uh this match was one of the most enjoyable one of the most fun matches you'll see this year maybe it's not gonna make your like you know your match of the year contenders or anything but it's so much fun that you can't you, – all you can do is sit there and just smile and laugh because of what they did. You know, because you and, have – And the, the talent were as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, a lot in this match. Well, that's the thing about the, the Stardom and Showcase shows. I firmly believe that, you know, the talent are loving these because it's just mm. so different from their usual days. And, you know, some things are going to hit, some things are not. They're all learning along the way. Hmm. this absolutely worked this was fantastic they went around the entire building uh you know tam nakano and koguma go inside the inflatable elephant and we kind of they did the uh they were doing the roll around trying to get pins and then we kind of disappeared didn't hear Hmm. from them for a while and they come out and they're changed in their gear koguma's wearing tam's gear tam's wearing koguma's gear 
just you know i i feel like i heard the joshi world laugh at the same time as they're watching it live uh azumi and momo were fantastic you know momo goes in to have dinner and Azumi's like no i'm taking this all back to queen's quest room we need dinner we need our food so she stole all their food um and then of course the main attraction was the uh rock climbing plus slide inflatable thing i don't i don't know how to what it was a rock you literally had a rock climbing part and a big slide and what they were able to do with that was pretty much as exciting as you could imagine of course the moment of the match was koguma getting prepared to do her diving crossbody and she slipped and just rolled down (laughs) to to the soundtrack of my uitani just racking up yes yes like, i've they never seen someone laugh perfect, so much on commentary they couldn't have had a perf uh better person on commentary mm. for really these final couple matches because she was having a well of a time and mostly for this match because you know she's cheering on koguma but she has you know she has a relationship with tam she's been around mm. the other two forever so it was just like her watching and knowing how these four actually are in real life and just watching them just have like this great time like was it Azumi doing like a leg, bo- uh, uh, like she was doing like a heel hook to Yeah, Momo, she did the uh, just went leg down submission the down the slide. <laughs> the classic DDT at the swimming pool spot yeah. that got passed around quite a bit over yes. the years. They, they replicated that and then had Tam and Koguma come down and now. Yeah, they just well. wanted to take them out. It was, it was, it was so much fun. It was yeah. everything you could have hoped for and more because you really didn't know how far they, you just knew they put a playground in the background and you're like, okay, well, how much of a playground is this going to be? They embraced it. Uh, all four of them. Bravo. Truly. Yeah. Everyone fit their role perfectly. Cause you know, Momo's supposed to be like the one that has, wants nothing to do with this, which is why she disappeared in the first place. And, and the, oh, and the end of the match is Azumi doing the uh, Kurt Angle Shane McMahon spot to Koguma yes. through the through the I'm going to call it wood. It was probably cardboard, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was great, and Azumi got the win. She didn't need multiple attempts like Kurt Angle either. No, so she's no. better at the suplex than the Olympic uh, gold no, medalist. Th- well, that's fact. That is that's fact. Okay, no, I'll give it to you. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to act like the surfaces that they're going through are a little bit different. It was basically uh, the same thing. Thankfully, Koguma didn't have to suffer like Shane McMahon did. Let's just say yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but it was it, it was so much fun. Um, I I can't recommend it enough in terms of like if you want to just watch a match and have a great time, mm-hmm. and if you you can't take yourself too seriously as a wrestling fan, like these are the times you just have to let loose and know what to expect because that way you'll enjoy it so much. This is the kind of match I watch and go, damn, I wish I'd become a wrestler. Because if you got yeah. the chance to do something like this and say, oh, they've brought in the bouncy castle, oh, they've brought in the inflatable slide, what are we going to do with this? Like, I just, you can feel the fun that they would have had planning this, going to Rossi and saying, can we get an inflatable slide for this? It'll be <laughs> worth the investment, trust me. And then wanting to know who, who got to test the slide first before it all began. Does Mayu yeah. get to pull rank as the senior member there? I'm sure or does Rossi. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone embraced that slot. Mm. It was just, you know, I sure everyone had a great time, and it it was just like I could, I could keep calling it so much fun because it was, but it, it's a match you need to watch. Like yeah. you, us talking about it does not do it justice at all. Like. Mm. When we say there was a big inflatable elephant 
that they went inside and tried to like do like you just need to see that because i remember there were people talking about it earlier they're like why is there an inflatable elephant (laughs) i was like oh i was like i don't know and then they went in it and then they came out of it just ah it was i was disappointed they didn't keep just the the same full same set for the next night not not mention it not use it just have it in the background they should have just kept the elephant at least. Like if you got yeah. rid of the slide, I would be like, okay, well I get it. You know, you wanted it for that match, but keep hey, the elephant. Ross is a merch man. He could have sold tickets down the slide and made like double his money. Yeah, th- Trent, think about it. you paid for that elephant. Yeah, I'm I'm happy I did. I'm happy. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy, I'm happy I paid for Tam and Cockerman to have a changing room. <laughs> I'm happy that we uh, all pay for a slide too, because without yeah. the slide. You know, it, it was so much fun. Uh, and and for a lot of people, I, I did see, like, some people were like, this is my favorite starting match of the year. And I was like, well, it's not my favorite starting match of the year, but I had so much fun. It was nice to not sit there and watch a match with, you know, Tam and just not, like, have my heart beating out of my chest. It was like, oh, I can Although have she fun. She still managed to take a horror neck bump coming out of the inflatable. Oh, elephant. my God. That was terrifying. I was yeah. like, oh, God, is she going to be able to wrestle tomorrow? Because of, of all the stunts she does, including the next night, yeah, that could have been the one that gave, gave her the injury. Oh, she must have slipped because she landed right on top of her head. I was like, yeah. I was like, is she okay? Or it's the... I was like, this match isn't supposed to be that that dangerous. Come on, I, I know Kogan had dreams. The next match. Yeah. With speaking of which, let's move on. For me. For me, and I kind of expected this going in. This was my favorite match of the night in terms of just match quality. Mm. Uh, Julia, my Sakurai versus Suzu Suzuki and Risa Sarah. And I am going to start this, Trent, by giving credit to none other than my Sakurai because she took a beating. Mm. She yeah, she tried to give it back, but she mostly took it back. <laughs> and about halfway through this match, I was thinking, is she doing a pacifist hardcore run here? <laughs> like <'cause... laughs> so she brought like part of the stage with her for exa- and I was just like, who told her that was the weapon of choice? <laughs> who? Yeah. Like, who's told her, yeah, you'll you can protect yourself with this? Because whoever told her was lying. <laughs> Compared it was probably to what, Julia. Yeah, it was probably Julia. Julia loves her tiles. I also said, like, where does Julia, like, why does she love these tiles? Because mm. she had them when she had that match with Natsuko Tora uh, at the beginning of 2021. And she had them back here. Now, don't get me wrong. This match was a lot better than that one. Mm. Uh, but the reason for that is you have to talk about the hardcore duo, you know, Suzu Suzuki and Risa Sarah. Uh, they are just so good at what they do for a reason. Um, and we're going to give credit to Suzu, you know, for the rest of this show because there's mm-hmm. a five-star Grand Prix to talk about. But Risa Sarah has come in and been just as much of an impactful uh, person as Suzu in a lot of ways. Now, she doesn't have the rivalry that Suzu has with Julia mm-hmm. to, you know, keep up a story. but like Risa Sarah has the better match. She has the best match so far between the two. Yeah. It's also the most prominent match so far. Uh, Didn't mean that, but works out. Uh, but like 
she any role they put her in, she's great. And that's why I'm so excited for her five star. Mm. Uh, but in the end, this was about Suzu and Julia. And they gave us another taste of what these two are going to do in their singles match, hopefully more than one singles match. It was bonkers. It was physical. It was violent. It was my favorite match of the show. It was it was interesting seeing the discourse around this match before it started because I think a lot of people were curious what what level of hardcore were we actually going to get? Because obviously Stardom have dabbled in it a little bit with like the exploding bat death match, yeah. which received very mixed opinions domestically. And then when Prominence first came in and were bringing in that kind of thing, it got very mixed opinions domestically right. as well from what we've heard. So when they announced the hardcore match with a death match troupe, the question was, what are we getting? And yeah. I think it was a good mix between mm-hmm. bringing in the deathmatch elements that they use without going into full deathmatch level. We didn't yeah. get any blood that I could see. Um, it never got too graphic. <laughs> My Sakurai probably disagrees on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> it never got too graphic, but like they went harder than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a signature Suzu Suzuki weapon. It wasn't the one I thought we were going to get, uh, but there up. were forks. The, the fourth table. Uh, Risa brought out, I think it was a barbed wire kendo stick as well. Um, didn't get fully used, but she didn't bring out the light, uh, the light tube fan that she has, which I don't think any of us expected, but it was a good sampling of if you enjoyed this and want more of it or a heavier version of it, then this is where these girls are coming from. Yeah. Uh, and you can get it, but you can enjoy this without feeling like you're watching a bit of a snuff film almost, which Deathmatch can get that way a little bit sometimes. It can, mm. it can. but when you have two of the best, mm. you... My Sakurai you, and Risa Sarah, yes. you goddamn right. After this <laughs> performance, my Sakurai's going Deathmatches. Uh, I think the creativity that Risa and Suzu have to, you know, once they're told, okay, here's what you can do, what you can't do. And what they're able to do in those matches is so mm-hmm. often, it's something that Dash Chisako has kind of perfected because she doesn't usually go to that death match range. Uh, she usually stays in that hardcore, like, we're going to do a lot of crazy stuff, probably mm-hmm. nothing too, too, uh, gnarly. But it's going to, it's going to work. And, and these two do that really well. And you saw it here. Um, Julia taking the pile driver through the table from Suzu, you know, just a very much needed touch to continue that feud in a lot of ways. There was a headbutt because, you know, what's a Julia match without a headbutt? She tried it the next day and she didn't get it. And I think she was very disappointed. Um, Mind you, the over under, I would have lost that bet because I would have shown more than one. Yeah, they only got one. It was mm. great. It, I heard it though, so that was enough oh, for yeah. me. Um, yeah. this was it was so good because one prominence can never leave stardom. I just want to put that out there. Like <laughs> they fit, they fit in so well now, especially these two. Mm. Um, we don't really see the others, so I can't really give you if they will fit in or not. But these two fit in perfectly. They feel like main event stars for this roster. Every time they show up, you know it's important. And they deliver here once again. They deliver every single time they go out there. And that's really all you can ask for. And they're being put in a spot to do so, which it goes both ways. And one Uh, final thing I do just want to give, shocker, I want to give credit to Suzu Suzuki. 
we yeah, don't I don't think we know the full breadth of how bad that shoulder injury is. But when it was first announced, I looked it up and I thought she was going to be out for several weeks. Um, yeah. The fact that she's back in basically less than a week, wrestling mm. back-to-back nights ahead mm. of a five-star Grand Prix, it looked like it was giving her a little bit of issue, but at the same time, she could have just been selling it. Um, full credit to her because it's not an injury that I thought was going to be, oh, yes, I can just wrestle like nothing's happened. Yeah. Yeah, it is worth noting, bringing up that injury, of course, she did get hurt in her match with Miyuki Takase. Uh, but you wouldn't really notice it if you didn't know beforehand. Mm. That's, that's the best way to say it. Uh, a little rest every week and, and up until her matches will be very important. Of course, she is the Regina D-Wave champion now, so yes. that's a little important as well. But this match was great. Credit to all four, including my Sakurai, who continues to improve uh, every single time she's out there, uh, mm. which as someone that didn't know if that was ever going to happen, her move to DDM ha- couldn't have been more perfect because it's it's been one of the true success stories of an already yeah. successful year for stardom yeah yeah it really it really has not like they needed it but it was a good one to add to the mm. good one to a good feather in the cap just further proves that their training system really is something else yes yes and the like the va it's the family situation in in each faction. Yeah. You that's who you learn with, and you can tell who my Sakurai has learned from just the way she wrestles. And I think it's been perfect. Yeah, made of that time here. Uh, we had the coffin match. Who was the mysterious Grim Reaper? Everyone had guesses. A lot of people said Ram Kai Chow. Someone that had to do with Ram Kai Chow. I promise you all, it was so much better than anyone to do with Ram Kai Chow. Uh, I did. I never guessed it for a second. I'll tell you that. I, I heard a lot of Chihiro Hashimoto guesses. I didn't think that'd be as close as they actually were. No, no. So Starlight Kid, Sayakamitani, you know, very big deals in the Stardom world. Obviously, one of them is the Wonder Stardom Champion. The other is Starlight Kid, who you know has had every single title match for pretty much over the past year. One of their major stars. Grim Reaper comes out, you know, they they do the little bit of, oh, let's see if they're going to get the mask off, you know. And then it revealed to be none other than you, of course, one half of Team 200 Kilograms, Chihiro Hashimoto's partner. And that's the moment where I just said, hold up. Okay, so if you's here, that means Hashimoto's not far behind. (laughs) And if Hashimoto's not far behind, we have a lot to get excited about because somehow Stardom has added another key freelancer to their mm. little roster here to just better these shows. Stardom Showcase, in the end, ended up being what I expected, which was involving more outside top-tier talent, which was you. Uh, the match itself, it was kind of a blur after that because I think I was just sitting there like, it's you like what this is crazy <laughs> uh, but the the coffins were hilariously massive mm. um you destroyed one by rolling onto one which like was a great visual because they had the camera from the top i like, love the down. top mounted camera the views that these nagoya shows i think i think it was wwe that used to call it like in the 90s like the wild coyote camera or something and i've always <laughs> yeah, said the, that the, the car crash off the ladder yeah uh, but it's a great yeah. 
It's a great camera. And it was so perfect it's not for that. used more often in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like with the bigger budgets that can afford to hang a camera from the roof. I mean, if nothing else, you get the classic visual of the double down where you can right. sort of pan up. Yeah. Oh, you get the classic Brett Owen moment where you get them looking up at each other. Yes. Like for those moments alone, I feel like it's worth it for a big level company. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing this Nagoya venue is just perfectly suited for it, but I love that they keep going back to it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was really good moment there. Saya Kamatani also jumped off the coffin when it was straight up, which was really yeah. cool. Which you doesn't know, sound match- too impressive unless you see how big the coffin is. Exactly. And and the, my best way to describe this is like if you give these three in any order like a serious real match, they're going to have a better match. Hmm. But it was still a fun way to end the show. And the way they ended the show was you packing both of them and pulling the coffin away, dominant fashion. It's just hmm. kind of like it kind of set you back for a second. You're like, wow. I mean, coffin match doesn't really hurt you in any way because like, OK, you didn't get pinned or anything. But it's still a great visual. Yeah. And then we cut to that video after where Rossi Gao is like, you're here? Why are you, like, you're back in stardom? And most people began to connect dots. It's probably Chihiro Hashimoto. Mm. If it's not, I'll be very confused. Uh, but the idea that Team 200 Kilograms could be on their way to at least these stardom and showcase shows is about as exciting a conclusion to start them and showcase as you could have asked for. Yeah, in the sense that they're building to more than one, and we know the book, the second one, as we right. talked about, this is the perfect way to go. We're not going anywhere. You've got reasons to be excited even more so. Now, will they actually bring back the Grim Reaper 2.0, or is this kind of like the, the second mystery person in the Kyrie announcement where it's just kind of a stinger that actually doesn't happen? Don't know. Don't care. Don't know. But, like, presumably, yes, they're bringing someone else back in, uh, and it's just exciting because it shows that they're going to keep feeding this kind of atmosphere to start in showcase beyond just let's do some dumb fun stuff. You know, right. I got my hint at a costume change battle royal in the pan <laughs> Kogama change. So I'm happy. That keeps me on board at least a little bit. Yeah, I mean, what keeps me on board is the fact that, for those who don't know, Team 200 Kilograms may very well be the best tag team in all of Joshi. You know, yeah. a lot of people talk about FWC and how they are – one of the best tag teams in the world. Well, Team 200 Kilogram have been a tag team for a very long time, and every single time they go out there, they usually steal the show on their whatever show they're on. So the idea that we might get Team 200 Kilograms against an FWC or really any t- – Micah and Hameka was the one that someone brought Ooh. up. That, mat- that match is exciting. That's just a Haas fight. Like that is that could be really special. But if that doesn't happen, I'm blaming I'm blaming you personally for my depression. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to blame myself as well, but I'm also going to blame the person that brought it up in the first place. Um, but yeah, that was Stardom and Showcase. I mean, we got a surprise of you, which no one mm. expected. We got a fatal four way to remember forever. We got. A hardcore match where my Sakurai showed once again that she's improving and she can take a beating and that prominence is, you know, they're the real deal for a reason. We got Shuri having another win because, you know, she does that every show. Um, and then everything else. So, <laughs> <laughs> everything else. So uh, we can move on now. We can move on. We got Gossy and Death. Yes, and yes, super strong yes. Starlight Machine. And we got Mayu Yutani on commentary laughing yes. her ass off when her friend Koguma crashed and burned. 
She didn't because she knew it was a bounce house. She didn't, so she didn't have to worry that she got hurt because she was like, well, oh, she herself had botched early in the night. She was happy that was going to take all the attention. Oh yeah, I mean, six one eight as it ended up being. This this is the important part. Next time we do Stardom Showcase, next time we do Falls Count Anywhere, Mayu Yutani better be in the match <laughs> because the opportunities are endless of hmm. what she can or can't do. In well, we know years. she goes around the arena in matches. Like, we just have to look at her matches with you slash Kagetsu. Exactly. So let's move on to the big pay-per-view. Bam, as you see here, Chapter 2. Midsummer Champions 2022 in Nagoya. This was a show that I think most people were more excited for because obviously a stardom pay-per-view is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they have their traditional pay-per-views, you can always expect maybe a match of the year contender, if not a match right under that. Boy, oh boy, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> now, if we talk about everything besides the main event, everything. Okay. It was on. It was on par to be what I thought, respectfully. And I have. I have to. I'm going to preface this. Stardom has so many great pay per views this year that this isn't really that much of a knock. But this was probably going to be the weakest pay per view yet. Truth be told, as, as we said beforehand, weakest true pay per view, not counting yeah. round one of the Cinderella tournament. Which right. Is, right. Yeah. And that's again not a shot at anyone. One, they have the five star next week. So I don't mm. really need them to, you know, put on this show of the year if they don't want to. I, I'm going to get it the next couple months, okay? I don't have to worry about that. So for me, I was just sitting there like, okay, this is fine. This is fine. And we're going to get to that main event that, you know, kind of flipped the day upside mm. down. But let's talk about it. The first few matches are literally less meaningful than the Starterman Showcase was. <laughs> so yes. I, I'm going to blaze through those results. Uh, Sai Ida and Hanan wrestled my Sakurai and Arena Amakura to a 10-minute draw because why not? <laughs> um, that's that's about all I can give you. Uh, really nothing there. It it doesn't fill in for what is a usual great Hanan future t- title defense. It's just not the same. I didn't think the tag match was bad or anything. It was just yeah. there. It was a classic first match on the card. It doesn't matter, but let's yeah. get some people on the town and put on a decent little opener for what it was. Yeah, and Eden Hanen probably going to be a tag league team, and I like. Wingori has to come back. I feel like I feel like the stars teams are locked, barring injury. After what we saw, yeah. this night alone, yeah, I think they're locked. Yeah. I think they are already, and I like it. I like mm. where these mm. teams are going. I Speaking wouldn't change them. No, Mayu Iwatani and Momokogo have already formed one of the most enjoyable teams in stardom. Uh, as they defeated the team of Fuging and Death and Raka, like you said, they played to that story from the previous night where we had Gokig and Death. Uh, Momokogo, after that, from that high speed match and on, has been a different person. Mm. She has confidence. She's just a better overall wrestler. And I, you know, we give plenty of credit to Zumi for that, but we give credit to Momokogo for just taking on the challenge of believing in herself and she's learning from the right person, right? Mm. There's a lot of similarities in the, in makeup of who they are as competitors. Like, you know, Momokogo and Mayu Yutani are both very, you know, they're lanky. They're, they have the same body type. They have a, they have something about them. That's just very likable too. like that baby face. You just want to cheer Mm. them on. You can't teach it. They just have it. And them working together has been really fun, especially as of late. They just kind of were like, 
you guys are now a tag team. And I'm like, okay. Uh, because I think they fought Tommy and Izumi recently. Yeah, that, that, that was re- that was really good house show match. Uh, but this team seems to be a lock for Tag League as well. And I'm really excited to see what they can do because, like I said, really fun. This match was, you know, whatever. But You want to know how little Mayu cared about this match? She didn't bring her jacket or her championship. No, no, no. She won her championship. She had it around her waist. No, no, because they called it out and she kind of pointed down. She didn't have it around her waist. Oh, I'm thinking of starting the showcase. Yeah, that she had the showcase, yeah, yeah. but not for the yeah. tag. See, too many, too, <laughs> many, too many pay-per-views at once. Too many, too many non-important Mayu matches at once. Yes. Let me say that. I'm sick of it. We need, I, that's why I'm so excited for the five star. We're not going to do this anymore. Mayu gets, has to try again, uh, which is great. Uh, high speed championship match. Azumi beating Rena. Now this is where we, you know, we're going to talk about it. Rena stepping up into the high speed division. Another step up for the mm-hmm. division. How could Azumi wrestle, uh, a 15 year old? who has never had a high-speed match in her career. My best way of saying this, it was good. It wasn't, it was probably the weakest of Azumi's reign. And again, that kind of goes to the pay-per-view conversation that we're having. Azumi's had that good of a reign. So it's like not really a knock on anyone. Mm. It just, it was eight minutes. It was quick. Rena, Rena looked good in her few spots and they got out of there. It was she, okay. She's still learning. She's only 15. I yeah, guess. look, so here's, like, here's I didn't expect a lot of her. She's 15 years old, so I don't want to be judging too critically. No. But from what I've seen from her, I, be honest, better. I was expecting better. Yeah. And I think the ring, the thing that really stood out to me was it just felt like they didn't quite click. And that was most obvious when Izumi went for Izumi, Izumi Sushi twice and Rena spanned right. the wrong way both times. And 15 years old, the biggest match she's ever been in, like she has wrestled against her sister, but this was the biggest match for her. There's a good learning experience for her to take, step back from this and see, okay, what do I need to work on? Where can I build upon? Um, It was fine. Was the weakest Azumi match. That's that's a very, it's difficult to get up on that list because she has had amazing ones. But even with that in mind, it did feel like a, a disappointing match yeah. even though we weren't necessarily expecting azumi starlight kill or azumi uh may saruga i think my best way to say it is it's unfair almost serena like because you hmm. when you see an azumi high speed match you kind of expect like a certain level and we probably shouldn't have because again she's still so new and this is her first hmm. high speed match and truthfully i i think rena's future isn't high speed i think it's no. She's very good at what she has been doing, and I think she hmm. should stay there. But she's I appreciate more methodical and she's more character based, which I actually normally like. It's just, yeah, she kind of was forced out of her element a little bit yeah. here, but it's a good, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, she's 15 years old. Like, this isn't going to make or break her career. No. I still think she's got as much potential as Hanana. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's still so much time for her, too. So it's not hmm. like it was a big deal, uh, but it's okay. We move on. We had the captain's fall match here. This was one of the matches that also got shaken up with Natsupoi having to be removed as well as Mochi Natsumi. Uh, so big changes all around. Uh, so the was Itami were... meant to be in this one as well? Yes. Yes, Itami was as well. Uh, so this was the first time since 2018 that a Queen's Quest trio didn't have Momo Watanabe, Utami, Saya, or Zumi. In the tree, and it was an all star team. Yeah, we had Lady C as the Amasaki, and he, Lady yeah, it, was, it wasn't uh, 
it wasn't the A team, okay? It wasn't the no. B team. It wasn't the C team. It wasn't the D team. We'll go D minus. We're gonna be respectable here. Um, and then with Natsu point out, Hikaru Shimizu joined uh, from Colors, and that was the moment that I stopped and said, "Wait a minute! You had Hikaru Shimizu there, and you just didn't put her in a match." I was like, hey, "What are you doing? Like, come on! Like, Hikaru Shimizu is great." Uh, and and the this is again where I say the Cosmic Angels and Colors they just fit in so well together. It's mm. incredible. All like because they've only been together for a month, pretty much. Like it, it's impressive, uh, and they they were all having fun. And of course, the prominence team with Mochi Natsumi out that forced us to lose out on Saeeda versus Suzuki, which you know kind of stunk because I thought that match would have been really good. But we're getting it in the GP anyway, so it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Um, Suzuki joins this team, so it's really the A team of prominence. It's Risa Sara, Suzuki, and Haragi Kurumi. And they essentially dominated. Uh, they it wasn't really a question once you looked at the three teams. It was like, oh, oh you know, good try. <laughs> they, you know, Karumi was the only one eliminated for prominence, but she got she eliminated an entire team, which was Queen's yeah. Quest, and and so, she got eliminated over the top rope with a double yeah. team attack. So it, right. it's the safest way you can protect someone in that yeah. setting. Yeah. It, and the captains, they, they made very quick work of Queen's Quest. They they probably looked at the kind of go, let's just make this a six person tag match and just yeah yeah, yeah. get changed. Like, uh, Risa Sarah is the my, like one of my favorites because when she doesn't like when she has no interest in a match, you can just <laughs> tell. And she's like, what is what is this? What am I doing here? <laughs> and like they just made it work so quick, and it works because like that's probably how she should have felt for this yeah. match. Uh, because obviously she's a former two-time world champion with ice ribbons, so it's like, you know, whatever. Um, but Susan and Risa Sarah worked really well to uh, who Unagi was eliminated by Sarah. Risa Sarah with the air yes. crash, and then yeah. then they got rid of Karumi, and then Suzu uh, rolled up Mina for the win. Yes, um, but the captains were Risa Sarah, Mina Shirakawa, and uh, Lady, Lady C. C. So, yeah. I did like the little uh, interaction. One of them between... were respectfully a captain. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious to see whether Mina or Nagi would get the nod for Cosmic Angels because they are very much on equal yeah. pegging in that situation. Um, you'd argue Nagi maybe was had the favoritism after the, the previous night in terms of dominance uh, in that group. But, uh, yeah, it went to Mina, which was good because she got eliminated after Nagi. But I did like the interaction with Nagi and Risa Sarah after the match. Uh, yeah. Building up to their five star confrontation, classic Unagi picking a fight with someone who's just going to kill her. Um, it's yeah. the best form of Unagi Sayaka, and I love that it keeps happening. Yeah, yeah, it it's it's going to be fun. <laughs> that that match is going to be a lot of fun. I think Risa Sarah is going to have herself a tournament, but we'll get to that <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but that was that match, and let's get on to the final four matches. I think this is really where the card picked up. Even mm. if we said what we said, this is really the these were the four best matches, yeah. uh, at least for me. Um, the Art of Storm Championship, Oedo Tai survived uh, as Mo Watanabe, Saki Kashima, and Starlight Kid defeated the DDM team of Julia. Micah and Hameka. And this match was perfectly done because it continues the story of DDM not knowing what to do. The, mm. the walls are falling down around them. Everything is crumbling. It is terrible. They don't know what to do. It looked like they were going to win this one, but Hameka and Micah 
destroy Julia in the middle of the ring, allowing Saki Kashima to do her thing, hitting that revival, pinning Julia one, two, three, a way to tie keeping the titles. This match never got to the level that I know it can, mm. which was the it was disappointing. It was still good. It just yeah. never ever got to that point that you know these six can do. Um, it felt like Micah and Momo was there in name only for 95% yes. of this match. Yeah. It was yeah. predominantly uh, Saki Kashima and Julia. Himika and Stella Kid had a bit of an appearance. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it they, they had a story to tell in a certain amount of time. And I think Which they cool knew. Me. Yeah, look, it was, as you mentioned, it was a fun, quality match that never threatened to become more than its spot on the card because it was a yeah. true mid-card spot kind of, okay, now we're getting into the, yeah. the business end without getting into the the heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah, here's my thought on it. Not every not every match needs to be, you know, like that top-tier match. It's just we've become so accustomed to it with stardom that anything mm-hmm. less than a top-tier, like, elite-quality match is like, oh, that was a letdown. But it's unfair because if you have this match on the middle of any other Joshi card, you're like, oh, that was great. One of the best matches of the yeah. night. That's not the case usually with stardom. Uh, so that's kind of the problem there. But they continue that story. Julia just pissed. She was like, she just walked away and sets us up for a very big tournament, of course, for Julia. That's her final appearance before the five-star Grand Prix, which is very exciting. Goddess of Stardom Championship, the rematch of a tag match that I could not stand, <laughs> to be, to be <laughs> frank. FWC defending against the God's Eye duo of Marai and Ami Saray and Trent. Let me tell you, this was so much better than that yeah. draw. <laughs> Whether you have this match as good or as great, and I've seen differing opinions on it. Doesn't uh, matter. Everybody <laughs> it would agree so it was better. better than what we got beforehand earlier in the month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I saw people giving credit to God's Eye, Marai, Ami Saray got a lot of credit. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm gonna give all the credit to Hazuki. Like, the, there is no one better at fighting back right now in stardom, I think, than Hazuki. We watched it in that match with Black Desire where they won the titles back. Probably their uh, stardom's tag team match of the year, off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm right because I can't think of any other ones. Not no, that wasn't supposed to come off that way. I can't think of any other. The world of Scott. No, 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 no. And, the... and the funny thing about that was I thought their first tag title match wasn't nearly as good. The second time around, they come back. Hazuki has that kind of showing, and, mm-hmm. you know, Momo and her just, you know, they work so well together. Koguma in these tag matches, by the way, she's very, like, kind of absent. <laughs> yeah. It, Which is weird. It, it, it's, it's very weird, weird for a tag champion to not feel like they have a massive impression on the yeah. flow of a tag match. She, yeah. She's there for the build up, like, you mm-hmm. know, anytime it, building it up, it's always half. about the bear. But yeah, yeah when, when it gets to the business end, it's almost mm-hmm. like she's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm hibernating now. Hazuki's going to do the heavy lifting, which yeah. look, I don't mind because Hazuki's It's fantastic. the right person to do the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it is interesting in that respect. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to, like, I know people hate the words Mark and whatever. I'm a Hazuki Mark, so it's okay. Like, I'm just going to give her all the credit. Uh, but she made Ami Saray specifically look like a million bucks in those closing seconds mm-hmm. and which is what she needs heading into this five-star mm-hmm. tournament and they had me on the edge of my seat because i was like god 
FWC is going to lose. I'm pissed. I'm so sad because obviously we're hitting like these just clubbing clotheslines. She had hit her like blue thunderbomb type uh, mm. move earlier than that. And I was like, oh, come on. And then Hazuki Strahl, Hazuki Strahl, Hazuki Strahl, as I tweeted out because I was so happy that they stole the win. Uh, FWC has been such a great, great addition to this roster since both of them came back and them being a tag team they they've risen those titles because you have to remember alk obviously did their job and brought those titles up Mm. but before alk those titles were relatively just non-existent and that's not mike and Hameka's fault they literally got them and then lost them but before that was b and konami before that was aphrodite yeah, I think it was Aphrodite. Yeah, like, and then was the it, it was, or was it Jung? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking, I know Jungle Konami had it and had to vacate it, and then yeah, yeah. So that's my point. That 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 furthers my point, though, is that really ALK, you know, took the ball and they ran with it. They had the great tag matches, but FWC has made themselves feel like actual tag team champions and has bolstered that division to a point where it's must see, and. Mariah and Ami Saray, you know, they are going to continuously receive backlash really from stardom fans because of their push, not really because of who they are, but because of their push. And like every other newcomer that comes yeah, in before. Happens every it, single it's a, time. It's a it's a right. People didn't riches. like DDM. You have to remember this. People did not like DDM no. when they came in. People DDM, didn't like Tommy when she came in. Well, yes, that is very true. People hated Julia when she came in, for example, yeah. too. So it's like that situation. But, you know, Mariah's gotten a lot of opportunities. Ami Saray's getting a good amount of opportunities, especially considering her experience. Mm-hmm. But they went out there. I thought they had a really good tag match here. It wasn't to those standards of the, you know, the Black Desire one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but truthfully, if you think of this new reign, it's probably number two best tag yeah because they haven't had many but i mean no. the other ones like saki kashima and fukiki death so it's like yeah. and and the draw which i didn't like so it's well, not the main issue i the main issue i had with this match was that they repeated the same finish in two straight matches where you've mm. got one team getting beat up beat up and then mm. surprised pinfall to, yeah but both finishes in a vacuum are really good it's just when they're done back to back it's a little bit yeah. like oh you could have you know place that yeah. a little bit better or just, just put a match in the finish, middle of it would have worked too yeah it, it's just unfortunate that they do need to protect all these people yeah. heading into the five star yeah yeah i mean i like this match better than the artist match which is previous but yeah. i i definitely agree with you obviously you want those different changes and that kind of goes to what we were talking about with this card it's like you know we know it can be better um yeah but this was this was a really good tag match. Uh, Mariah and Ami stepped up compared to that last one that they had. So mm. good for them. Uh, but let's move on here. Final two matches of the night. Oh, 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 before I go past it, FWC, A.K. Hazuki, said, we want Tam and Natsupoi. So yes. I don't think you can get much bigger of a tag title match right now than that one. That should be fantastic. Why do they have to do it then, though? Like, it was very unlikely to me, that Tam didn't was going to win the red belt. I, it didn't affect the Tam thing to me. Didn't it? No, no, because 
we've seen B pay-per-views. We've seen, you know, a Wonder of Stardom title main event, a show. So to me, it was like, okay, well, if Tam wins, maybe they're doing Sia and Kyrie at the Dolphins Arena show. So it's like, oh, that's a main event. Doesn't affect me. Obviously, you you kind of think like, oh, well. And I also think if Tam and Natsupoy have this match, they're winning too. So like, mm-hmm. that's part of the reason. I was like, we've seen double champions. Shuri was literally a double champion to start this year. Yeah, just with the the way they structure these pay-per-views, um, it feels like more and more they want all their championships available outside of maybe yeah. the artists. And well, the, the goddess, the goddess totals can be a second from the main event level match on these shows. Yeah. And it's main evented before with the right opponents and people involved. What, yeah, when they announced that, I thought, well, okay, Tam can challenge as the champion and they can lose. Yeah. But it just when they announced, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, well, sure he's winning. Whereas beforehand, there was that part of me going, the Tam win here would make a certain kind of sense, even if I still, I was probably 70 30 Shuri. And then after this match, I was 95 5 Shuri. So maybe you should just be more of a fan, Trent. Maybe you should be less like, oh, smart stuff. Come on now. I can't help but be smart, man. You know this. Well, it's okay because we're on to the Wonder of Stardom title match as Saya Kamatani defeated Saki. Uh, this is another match where I'm going to say, and this is not anyone's fault, Saya Kamatani has had an incredible title reign. Mm. One of the best Wonder of Stardom title reigns to date, truthfully, in terms of match quality, what she's done. This, for me, is the second to worst title defense so far, just above the Unagi Sayaka match. But I still thought it was a great match. I thought Saki was flawless in it. Like, she hit all of her moves. She looked really good in it. She had good demeanor. I thought Saya was great in it. Like, that, uh, the hesitation, uh, Star Crusher was great. And then they just kind of ended it from there. It's like, oh, they're just going home. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, I thought, I still think they could have gave a little more, a little more, but it was still a yeah. great, it was still a great match. It, just it felt never... like two minutes of finish short of what it yeah. felt like it should have been. Yeah, because yeah, when when she hit the Star Crusher and then was going up, I'm like, oh, okay, Saki's going to move out of the way here. And right. there's like, oh, no, okay, we're ending here. Mm-hmm. Cool. And um, the one other thing is that obviously there's no drama to this match, which always yeah. hurts a match um, because we're waiting for Kyrie now. We're in the waiting period for that match, and you got to do a lot to convince me. And they just never got to that point. No, it was it was a good match. Like as you said, like if this wasn't on Saya Kamatani's championship reign list, I think it would be perceived better than it was. I actually have it as her third worst. I did prefer it to the Utami defense. That oh yeah, nothing for me. I always forget about that match. Truthfully, well, because it was overshadowed the next night by the best championship yeah. defense she's had. Yeah, um, but yeah, look, it was it was a good match that was only really hindered by the fact of a. There was no real suspense surrounding it. And B, Sire's level of work has just been so high that even a pretty good match here, like yeah. three and a half, three, three-quarter stars, just kind of felt underwhelming for her. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, I enjoyed it. And it was important in establishing Saki a certain amount for the Sardom crowd who maybe yeah. aren't super familiar with her heading into the five-star. Yeah. Again, Saki looked great. She mm. hit everything. She looked... You know, everything seemed convincing, and that's a win in the end. Um, yeah. Just if those got two more minutes, I think you would have just elevated so much more. But that's just me being picky. And and this was the point where I was like, damn, this this pay-per-view was like, you know, 
This was this is what like a normal company's pay per view, like middle of the road pay per view usually is. But for them, it's like, oh, this is whatever. And then the main event of the evening: Shuri defending the World of Stardom Championship against Tam Nakano. To to tell you how I felt about this, I tweeted out after this that Tam Nakano has the best title challenges of both the Saya Kamatani reign and the Shuri reign when this match was over. Yeah. And that and this and this isn't just because of Tam Nakano. I have I have decided my favorite version of Tam Nakano is when she is wrestling someone else's match and uses what she does great to make it better. That is the best Tam Nakano you can get because Yes, she is a great storyteller, but when she can use her storytelling to bolster or enhance someone else's style, it makes it so good. We saw it with that Saya Kamatani title defense. We really saw it when Saya won the belt in the first mm. place because they yeah. really did go down the Saya rope. And then we saw it there. She did that. You and me agree that's the best Saya defense to this date. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been topped. And as someone that loves the Shuri uh, versus Julia match, that loves the Shuri versus Risa Sarah match, I was so confident the moment this match ended, I was like, listen, that Nagoya crowd stunk. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Because these two went out there. They had a war. They, you know, if you didn't think Tam Nakano was winning this match, they did their best to make you think, Mm. just maybe. Just maybe when she hits that twilight dream, you're like, Oh, she's near the rope. She's probably going to get a rope on, but maybe. And Tam's just ability to fight back. And just like when she hit the punt on Shuri, I, I kind of like just popped out of my chair. I was like, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like she did her thing and, you know, Shuri sold it like death. And she, Tam had this great submission. It was like a reverse sleeper hold where she used her legs instead. Yeah. And, and Tam jumped off the, um, Titan Tron because and that's when I was like, oh my god, they're doing the Saya match in a lot of ways, but yeah. Shuri style. Oh, it was fantastic. I, I can't say enough about this. It was it was everything I hoped it would be without, you know. The only way I think it could have been better is if you had a title change because it would have mm-hmm. added that next step and blow like, oh my god. Yeah. But it was fantastic. When when Tam started, you know, disappeared backstage and started climbing up, it was funny because on the when I started the Stardom and Showcase show, I looked at the DJ stage. I'm like, that's just low enough that if someone wanted to jump off that into a pile of people, and it's the kind of show they could do it on. When they didn't do it, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But then Tam disappeared. I'm like, oh, oh, we are getting that. And look. Nailed it perfectly. Um, and I, I always love in those moments when you can kind of see just that little, you okay? You, you're not dead, cool moment. And you could see that, but it wasn't super obvious. They did a brilliant job of just having it there without having it in your face. Yeah, this was like the difference between this match and the entire rest of the weekend was night and day <laughs> in terms of just pure in real yeah. quality. Yeah. I yeah. love that it told the story I hoped they would, which was, Technique versus emotion, red belt versus white belt. And they told it perfectly because, you know what, even though I didn't think Tam was going to win after the tag title announcement thing, I was starting to think this is building in a way where it's believable. 
she hit the Twilight Dream suplex and I don't think it's necessarily intentional, but the camera was in a position where it looked like she was close, but you weren't sure precisely how close. Yeah. Could she actually yeah. reach yeah. it? Maybe, maybe not. And I, I didn't spot. fully bite, but I kind of bit. And then Shuri yeah. kicks her head off. She falls down, does the zombie rise. And, oh, that was great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the last gasp of an emotional wrestler yeah. who was emotionally spent. Um, and then Shuri's technique, composure, let it, let it through. But yeah. yeah. And it finished, like this finished how I felt the Momo match should have with that mm-hmm. final gasp before the final finishing Agreed. stretch. So it, yeah, best match of her defenses so far, which look a couple of months ago wasn't saying a huge amount, but after the Himika defense and after the Risa Sarah defense, and for some people after the Momo defense as well, I think that gives you an idea of, yeah, Shuri's really starting to cook at the perfect time just before the five star Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, I had some. I've had some jokes with some people. It's like you know, Shuri heard what everyone had to say that her matches were getting too predictable and too mm. simple, and she said, "Oh yeah, okay, okay. You want me to go five star mode? You got it. I got it. I'll do it right now." And that's what she did. Uh, the other part of this match that was so great is you saw Shuri on the ropes for the yes. first time. She was she since the like Himika. The Himika was yeah. I didn't think Himik was winning at all, though. So, like, but it looked like she was dominating. Shuri, yeah, yeah, which was for my, sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you there. Um, but like this was this was the most. Okay, let me let me rephrase. This was the most she's been on the ropes overall. Like, and the most first, believable title change yes. opportunity. Yes, yes, which helps it so much. And mm. and the beauty of what Tam does is that. You know, she's believable. She can win at any time. She can beat yes. anyone. She can lose to anyone. That has always been the charm of Tam. And I saw some people say this would be a top three Tam match if the crowd was better. Like, just because if you had a better crowd, this probably would be, like, truthfully the no-question starter match of the year for some people. Mm. If the crowd was better. Um, I don't have it as a match of the year. I have it under a few... Like, I have it under Starlight Kid and Izumi. I probably have it under Mayu and Julia. And then probably Tam and Saya. Yeah. And after that, it's like, okay, well, now we're talking. It's like, that's how good <laughs> this was. Yeah. Um, just a credit to both of them. Fantastic match of the title reign so far for Shuri. Um, just, it's exactly what this show needed, really. It needed that. Mm. It needed that staple that you know you get from them and wrong of me to ever doubt. I never doubted Shuri, but wrong of people to ever doubt Shuri because she is one of, if not the best in the world for a reason. There's a reason she has that title. If she continues to have that title for another five, six, seven, eight months, she's probably going to have a bunch more classics because she has hit that stride. And now we're going into the five-star Grand Prix. <laughs> we're, hitting, we're hitting the pointy end. Very on brand for her. So this is when it's going to get more interesting because you're going to get more matches where it's like, this could change hands. After last night, you know, because for a while there we were saying, yeah, Sires had the better championship reign uh, quite comfortably in a lot of people's eyes. But now we've got a good Shuri match well over. Yeah, it it starts to get more interesting. And, yeah, yeah, depending on what the defences are leading into their big matches uh, moving forward, it will be interesting. Saya has lower points in her reign than Shuri does. Mm, mm. Like if we're going to do comparisons here, like 
I think Shuri's lowest defense, I have to think. I mean, she didn't have many. Ba- Marai match, that's probably the lowest defense yeah. off the top of my head. Or the, or the Mayu match. I'd maybe? probably put Marai just below Mayu. Um, yeah, but they're, 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 the, they're the two weaker matches Which, in Marai. And those, I thought, were both really good. One of Marai's best matches, and then... The Mayu match isn't a bad match. It's just no. we know they could have had a mm. match of the year, so it hurts that a little bit. While Saya has higher high matches, right? She has the yeah. Natsupoi one. She has the Tam one. She has other ones that I can't think of off the top of my head right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Starlight Kid. Starlight Kid. Starlight Kid. Thank yeah. you. Um, she's had a lot. She's she's defense. Oh, Micah, too. I love the Micah match. Yeah, that was a really good defense. Um, so like she has more high points, mm. but man, they, these two are neck and neck right now. It's really it's, it's, about it's a closer conversation now than it was not that long to me, ago. To me, it's about taste in the end. Mm. Because if you told me Shuri's your wrestler of the year, I'd be like, yeah, okay. If you told me Sai Kamatani's your wrestler of the year, yeah, okay. Like that's how great their top two champions yeah. are. Um, I've seen people say these are the best two reigns stardoms have at the same time ever. And I said, oh, I got to think about it. Because you got to think about that, because we've had great raids, especially over the past mm. couple of years. And I mean, what's their competition? Tommy versus Tam, and Tam, maybe like that was because that was I love Tam Rain. I love the Utami yeah. Rain. But then you uh, look back to Mayu, uh, because Mayu had a people kind of are forgetting Mayu's super rain she just had before mm. Utami. Um, there's a lot of great reigns. There's a lot of great reigns. I don't know if I'm just going to... But when this is all said and done, when Shuri and Sai are both no longer champion, I'm pr- I'm probably going to have to agree in the end. It's also handy they're happening simultaneously. Like, yeah. the Mayu reign had half Arisa, half Julia. Uh, mm-hmm. Utami's reign had mostly Tam, but there was a little bit of a gap there. Yeah. Um, and generally, the championships aren't quite mirrored in there. Yeah, these are exactly mirrored. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah these are exact. Yeah. It's great, though. Uh, it, it's, it's just so much fun that we can have these conversations. And, you know, as we know now, as we've talked with the New Japan Stardom show, Kidani wants Stardom to main event that show. Mm. So it sounds like the five-star Grand Prix winner is probably main eventing that show, if I had to guess. And then they can go on and do their own pay-per-view at the end of the year. With Open the different. doors, Japan. Open the doors, please. Uh, I want to be there for that main event. It's looking unlikely. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're running out of time, unfortunately. Listen, listen. You want them to open the doors. I want them to have cheering. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need the atmosphere by the end of this five-star Grand Prix because they these wrestlers have earned it. They deserve it. Watching that match last night, I was like, these two are having a phenomenal match, and you can't hear a peep from the crowd, mm. and it's a shame. It really was obvious after that TJPW show, Summer Sun Princess, back-to-back with Stardom, where you had yeah. really ex- ex- energetic, excited crowd. You had the stream, you had the whole Wiz Kabang, and yeah. then you went to Stardom, and it's... And and New Japan is rolling out a couple Corkins, I think in September. So mm-hmm. hopefully Stardom will follow through. Uh, they haven't opened tickets for those shows yet, so there's a chance because they yeah. do have a four core. They have a few Corkins as well, and 
that'd be great if one of those final five-star Corkins had cheering because it's going to be down to the wire and those are some loaded shows mm. but i think that's a good hint now uh you know we moved on from midsummer champions we we're going to talk a little bit about the five-star grand prix here we're not going to do like a full-on uh preview but we're going to talk about the big matches matches we're excited for and potential winners so let me flash that graphic for you real quick we love the graphic it's a two-night extravaganza i'm also taking my hat off uh, because gotta get serious for this one. Yeah, I mean, my hair is probably a mess. Oh, my hair is a mess. So give me one second. We're gonna fix that. Again. <laughs> Never mind. I just we'll fill a Buster while he uh, makes himself yeah, yeah. look pretty full. Uh, you know, it's okay. I if I wasn't on camera, it wouldn't matter. But all right, I'm coming back. We're good. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> five star. You're just honoring for... Rossi by wearing a hat. Of course, of course. Soon I'll get a Rossi hat just to really honor him. Though the headphones might not get on, so that'd be the challenge. I'd have to switch the AirPods for that. That's true. Uh, But let's talk about it here. The five-star Grand Prix. Last year, tournament of the year, no questions asked. I don't want to hear what anyone has to say. It was phenomenal. Sure, he had one of the best tournament performances from beginning to end ever. (laughs) Coming into this year, how could they top such a tournament? Ah, well, happy you asked. 26 wrestlers. Additions like Hazuki. Additions like Mirai, Tekla, you know, oh, Saki, oh, Risa Sarah, oh, Suzu Suzuki. You know, you have all these additions. You have, you know, just such an exciting crop of talent to mix with the already loaded stardom roster from last year that we had. You know, you lose someone like a Konami, and obviously that hurts, but when you replace it with so many people, it's almost becomes unnoticeable. And there's so many wrestlers on a roll right now that this tournament it 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 can't be bad. <laughs> like there is a must see match every single show, except for one. And that's only because it's not a five-star Grand Prix show. It's still like that is a stardom showcase show with a five-star Grand Prix match. And even that match, I'm looking forward to. to Are they doing a stipulation for that? I highly doubt that they're doing a stipulation for the tournament match. But 21 days, Trent. We're starting here in July, and we are ending October 1st. So if you were enjoying stardom, maybe you enjoyed their house shows. Maybe you're going to miss that. You know, slow, low key profile. Those are gone. We're not, we don't have any of those for the next couple months. We have a pay per view in the middle. We have a new blood in the middle. We have a Starman showcase in the middle. That's it. Otherwise, it is the five star Grand Prix from here on out. And I think it's best before we do some predictions, let's look over the schedule here. Day one, for those who want to know, you know, just to, just to get the, just get the taste buds going of what this tournament can present. Here is what we have on the blue stars and red stars block. The red stars block. I'm looking at a thing over here. So those that are watching me, I, I have a second screen. I have the line. It looks like there. you're just looking at me. So I'll stand. I'll sit like this, and it looks perfect. like you're talking directly That's great. to me. That's mm. perfect. Shuri versus Zumi. Instantly a mega match. Shuri yes. can't beat a Zumi in this tournament. Can't do it. So that might main event night one. Might. I don't really know what's main eventing any of these shows, so we I'm not gonna say for sure. Micah versus Risa Sarah. Sure. Who why not? 
That's going to be low-key great because I think their styles are going to mesh really well. The only five-star Grand Prix final rematch, and it is the first time it is happening since that very match in 2020 as Utami Hayashishida faces Hameka. These two have done a lot of changing since that last match. This should be nothing short of incredible. Mm -hmm. Unagi Sayaka versus Saki. There is so much comedy there. I can't even explain (laughs) because these two have had problems. They're coming off a Cosmic Rules match. There's going to be some fun there to look forward to. Tekla versus My Sakurai. This is big just because Tekla's back. Tekla's been gone for a long time. We've barely missed her. Um, and she's wrestling my Sakurai. So there's an interesting DDM versus DDM situation going on there. On the other side, Starlight Kid versus Suzu Suzuki. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why the future not? of Joshi right there. Yeah, yeah. Azumi's on the other side, main eventing against Shuri. So, you know, it's fine. We got all the we got all three on there. Yes. Ami Saray versus Saida. Chops, chops, chop, chops, chop, chops. Mayu Iwatani versus Mirai. A very unique battle, but a chance for Mirai to show what she's made of against the best of all time in stardom history. Except when it comes to opening up five-star Grand Prix. Yeah, she's, she's prob- Mayu's probably going to lose, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. She's, used she's won to it one out of eight. Yeah, you know, it's hard to win. And of course, the match that I'm most looking forward to on night one, Julia... Versus Hazuki, because you know they don't really like each other. So that's <laughs> a fifteen-minute all-out war. Mm. That's only night one. Oh, and by the way, we're also having Nanai Takahashi and Kyrie team up against Saya Kamatani and Lady C, and a big. I actually, legit that. forgot that was happening. <laughs> yeah, everyone has. It's okay. Yeah. And there's a random tag on there as well that like involves everyone else. That will just be yes. whatever. But. That's just what you're going to get from ordering that first pay-per-view. But, Trent, that's not all. Let's talk about night two because, you know, Stardom loves this doubleheader. Last year presented to me those doubleheaders. I think it gave me two of my top, like, 15 or 20 matches of the year last year. And both of them involved Mayu Yutani. So, shocker. It was Mayu versus Momo and Mayu versus Julia. Both of Mm -hmm. them were absolute killer. And there was, oh, Shuri versus Micah was also on that. Um, and Saya versus Uta. Oh my God. What a ridiculous. <laughs> and, and it gets better here. Let's talk, let's talk Blue Stars block first here okay. because, you know, obviously there's versus, a certain match waiting in the Red Stars block. Yeah. yeah, yeah it needs to close yeah. this. Yeah. Look, I, I don't, I'm not really questioning the main event of this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ami Saray versus Suzu Suzuki. Interesting. Obviously, mm. very interesting. Never seen it before. Going to be a test for Ami. Uh, because, you know, Suzu's younger than her and she has like years of experience more and so on and so forth. Uh, Mina Shirakawa versus Momo Watanabe. Congratulations to Momo Watanabe. She <laughs> walks into the tournament probably about to kill a cosmic angel. So, and, and, and look, this or is she gets upset. Where Mina has her best matches are against people yep. like Momo Watanabe. Yep. So. Uh, the rematch Saya Kamatani versus Starlight Kid. 15 minutes. Could be better, could be worse. Probably mm. just going to be great. I'm not really worried. And Julia, you know, continues her road of rivals where she faces Mirai for the first time. Of course, those two do not like each other either because Julia has the entire block of rivals. Mm. Uh, so she's two of them right there. 
And Mariah literally oh. used Julia to get in. And it's like, yeah, bugger off. I'm joining Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> Quickest affection ever. Red Stars block action, Trent. Yes. We have a catch the wave rematch as we have Risa Sarah versus Saki on night two. There's a very good chance Risa Sarah be coming out of these two days with four points or mm. I'm, I'm sure she gets some points. I think Risa Sarah is going to finish very high in her yeah. block. Uh, as she will be facing Shuri on the final night, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, Kogamut versus Tekla. That's a fun one. Fun high, high speed, speed action. Tam Nakano versus... to be a bit fun as well. So Yes. I'm just happy Tekla's back. It's been a long yeah. time. It, it, yeah, long it, time. it felt like she was going to be coming back, and then she's not. And I'm not sure how much of this is well. We're close enough to five-star. Just yeah. take it off. I'm sure that's what it is now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tam Nakano versus Hameka. You know, let's just toss that one on there for you. And Shuri versus Utami Hayashishida. You know, no, no say that again. Uh, Shuri versus Utami Hayashishida. Yes, the rematch of what many call the greatest starter match of all time. The, the match that puts stardom on the map for those who mm. weren't paying attention. Uh, seeing them wrestle for, in a 15 minute match will be very interesting, but I'm never going to doubt those two. So. Those are your first two nights of action. It's just bubbling, waiting to happen. And you know what's crazy? What's crazy, Scott? Tell me what's crazy. There's better nights than those. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, Uh, we have a lot of we have a lot of shows here. Uh, We're gonna. I'm gonna before we talk. Actually, let me get to the final night. We'll talk final night. Then we'll talk about some matches we're really looking forward to from the entire lineup. that aren't as clear because I know what the most highly anticipated matches it's on the final day. So hmm. let's talk about it. We got Azumi versus Saki Kashima on the final day. That is October 1st. Uh, the only two not competing are Hanan and Hanan and, Oh, I forget. I knew this for the longest time. Let me, let me look at the, let me look at the standings. My Sakurai. My Sakurai. Yeah, so that sorry wasn't exactly neither of them were exactly gonna be challenging for the time. I'm sorry, stars. everybody. They could do a future stardom title match between those two if they wanted to, because everyone else is competing yeah. besides the rookies. If they wanted yeah. to, just saying. Unagi Sayaka versus Tekla. That's just very interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> that'll be idea. a fun, fun match. Yeah. Tam Nakano versus Saki. Colors versus uh Cosmic Angels there. Mm-hmm. That should be a big one. Should be very important, too. Yes. On that final night, I'm sure Tam will be in contention. For the first time ever, Micah versus Hameka. Believe it or not, the first time ever. I think I both of them could this be. One. I think both of them will be in contention as well, heading into this final night. I can mm-hmm. see a draw to eliminate them both, potentially, but that's going to be great. Yes. Utami Haishishida versus Koguma. Just reads spoiler. Right? <laughs> like it, it should just have a beeping sign that says spoiler on it. Um, and then Sherry versus Risa Sarah in a rematch from their title match. Of course, mm-hmm. I think that title match went 15 minutes or so. So I have it, all I'm the comments here. Different 15 minutes yeah. here, but yeah. You say that now, but who knows by then? Uh, tournament tournament's going to flip on its side. Uh, Mirai versus Saida in a rematch from their great stardom world climax match mm. that was one of my favorite mirai matches of the year truthfully 
and it was her least important pay-per-view match today. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Uh, Natsupoi versus Mina Shirakawa. There could be tension there by the end mm. with the Cosmic Angels. Hazuki versus Momo Watanabe. Come on, man, let's go. Oh, that could be a <laughs> that could be a very important match for either one of them by then. Yeah, it's it's a long term bubbling rivalry there that is now going to most likely have connotations on whether someone can advance or not, which is just extra spicy. Yeah. Saya Kamatani versus Ami Saray. Very interesting spot here for Ami Saray. Could be a big upset spot, mm, obviously. Mm. Um, I don't know how Ami Saray will fare. She probably shouldn't be in the higher half. I'm seeing very part. different opinions on what yeah. Ami Saray's final numbers will be. No one knows. No, no. one has any clue. And I think they've protected her more than I think most people think she should. Yeah. Is that just to get her set up for this tournament, or is that a sign of things to come? It's I also worth know. asking: Is Saya Kamatani champion by the end of this tur- tournament? Mm. I have no idea. So that's also important to say. Mayu Iwatani versus Starlight Kid once again. Second year in a row, it ends on the final. Uh, of course, the whole story of Starlight Kid is to get to that level of Mayu Iwatani. Beating her would be a good step there. I don't think she should. I think, if anything, this should go to a draw. Kind of continue mm. that story, but still mm. you know, have Mayu be like, you still didn't do it. Can't kind of do what they did with Tam, where it's like, you're on my level, but you're not above me now. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you still have yet to have that title reign as well. And, of course, the most highly anticipated match of the entire tournament, a tournament that involves a Shuri versus Utami rematch, Utami versus Hameka for the first time in two years. Momo versus Julia. Momo versus Julia for the first time ever. Well, that isn't Cinderella because, come on now, that match was four minutes. It doesn't count. Uh, you know, Hazuki versus Julia, a match that they've teased. Pretty much Julia versus all of her enemies. <laughs> Mayu Tam, versus everyone is always Tam fun. versus Utami. Tam yes. versus Shuri. Micah versus Shuri. Micah versus Utami. Like, this is my point here. Mm. Julia versus Suzu. Suzuki will close out the night. Oh, my God. What a tournament. <laughs> what a tournament. And I just read the bookends of the tournament. Yes. There is, we kind of hinted at all the stuff that's in between those. Um, so Trent, mm-hmm. Trent, mm. there's a lot of matches to be excited about here. There's a lot of wrestlers to be excited about here. So we're going to keep it simple. We're going to keep it to two matches that aren't on the beginning two nights or the final night you're most excited for. So two matches, you got to limit to two. That's which difficult. Is, you know what? I'll give you a top three. Top three is okay. fair. Top three is more reasonable number. And then you no, I'll do. Me... I'll do two because that's it's. You've got to challenge yourself sometimes. Okay. Um, well, wait one second. Wait one second. You're going to name me an MVP that doesn't win. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you're going to name your winner, but we're going to go back and forth here. So yes, yes. Would you like to do your matches first? You are the guest. Yeah. Here. Okay. Like I, I'm not going to act like I have them laid out here in a list. Um, because I don't, because it is so difficult. I, I keep going back and forth because Listen, I, I just I'll think of a wrestler. I'm like, oh, I really want to see this wrestler. The ones I, I like to jump to mind right now, I'm like, I really, really want to see this one that isn't, you know, the bookends. Uh, August 27th, which is one of the biggest nights on this five-star calendar. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing Julia and Starlight Kid go at it again because there is that, you know, 
again, Julia versus the world. She has lots of rivals, but this one has a particular sort of flavour to it that I really enjoy. So like, it continues to get closer and closer. And after the win on uh, Midsummer Champions, she was having a bit of a verbal back and forth with Julia, reminding her that you know, she finally got that win against her, which is always exciting. And the other one from Blue Stars Block, I don't actually have the exact timing of this one, of when it's happening. Uh, I've got to be excited for Mayu Iwatani versus Suzu Suzuki, my favourite wrestler. Thank you very much. My favourite wrestler versus the person I'm expecting to be my favourite wrestler in 5, 10, 15 years, however long it's going to be. That's going to be a match for kind of the history books, I think, as much as anything. Um, for the Red Stars block, I was gonna say, uh, you gotta give me a Red Stars match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to, you know, mix, go, go from one block to the other. This one, look, I'm just gonna be honest, it's biased. Himika versus Azumi. I love the speed versus strength dynamic. Both of them play really well into the other side of things with that. So I'm looking forward to that one. And we've seen it before, but it's always fantastic. Uh, Utami Hayashishida versus Azumi. That's the other one from Red Stars I'm really looking forward to. We've seen it. It's great. Azumi keeps rising and rising and rising. And Queen's Quest versus Queen's Quest is always just, they, they kick it up another gear. They, they train with each other super hard for long periods of time, and they just love going out there and just killing each other in the middle of the ring. So they're the ones right now as of uh, July 25th at 2.54 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time that I'm naming as my most excited non-bookend matches. So we're, so the game I'm playing here is I'm not going to repeat anything you said ah. because I'll be honest, I think I had – Two of the four on mine as well, mm-hmm. but I want to be—I want to be fun. I want to name as many matches as possible because of how crazy this tournament is. So mm. I'm going to start off Julia versus Momo Watanabe. It, it's very much—it's—it's it's very on brand for me. If you have followed me for any <laughs> amount of time, this is the match I've been wanting for a very long time, and they took it away from me last year. Julia had to get hurt. I didn't get it. I'm still upset about it, but we're getting it. We're getting it. These two are going to destroy each other because they just have a rivalry without having an official rivalry. That's one from the Blue Stars block. And then, ah, you know, so many matches to pick from here. You picked Mayu versus Suzu. That was instantly, you know, same kind of feeling here. You know what? I will go with, instead of going with the rematch of Mayu versus Momo from last year, which is, you know, that's just my personal favorite matchup. They're, two, they're my two favorite wrestlers. I'm going to say the exciting matchup of Sayakamatani versus Suzu Suzuki. Mm. We're talking wrestler of the year contenders here, Trent. Yes. We're talking someone that I watched, Suzu Suzuki. I watched her already be the MVP of the tournament. I watched her go into the finals, beat Miyuki Takase, win the big belt. I've watched Saya Kamatani. We talked about it earlier. She is as much of a wrestler of the year contender as anyone in professional wrestling. Those two are going to do something special when they wrestle. I don't know the date for it. I didn't really look for it. I just said it. <laughs> um, the other match off the top of my head, if anyone wanted an honorable mention, was Suzuki versus Hazuki because they just have that same fire. Uh, they have that same kind of grit to them that I'm sure will connect very well. 
uh, on the Red Stars side. What were the two you named? Uh, I was a Zumi fanboy, Azumi Himika and Azumi Utami. Okay, okay. So Azumi versus the the powerhouses. Got it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm very fair. obvious in my likes. So I just had one of them. Give me a second here. Um, I'm going to go Utami versus Tam. That is mm. the September 24th show. Uh, what they did last year on that final night, obviously overlooked by what Shuri did in a mm. two-hour span twice. But that match was fantastic. Yeah. No, it shouldn't be because that match was fantastic. You know, that was the first time you and me ever reviewed a show together. It was like, oh, well, everything was amazing. But, you know, Shuri did the Shuri thing. It's it's uh, almost nice to have a show where we kind of have to be like, it wasn't that great for most of it. Because yeah. those first couple of shows we did was just like, oh, Stardom's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We did all the big ones, to be fair. Yeah. And then, of course, the other one for me, um, I just lost it. So that's awesome. I just lost it. Give me a second. I I, I had the date. That was the problem. I want to make sure I have prepared. the date. Uh, well, no, I'm not because I'm not naming it. I'm just sitting here talking endlessly. I don't even remember what I said. Oh, boy. I hope you're happy. I'm, I, I love to ruin your shows. So, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm no, I'm sure. Happy. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Well, I'll filibuster on how good that Tammy Tommy match was because oh, good. it is. It is easy to forget, as you said, because it was jam-packed between those Shuri defences, but that match could have easily been a match of the tournament-level showcase. And it did exactly what they needed to do, presented the two top champions at the time and put them in a viable situation because we, we knew Tam could beat Utami. But this was smack bang as Utami is really starting to fire in as the best wrestler on Stardom's roster. And they just went to war and exemplified the best parts of each other. Tam's emotion, Utami's strength. And I think now with another year of practice for Tam and Utami basically getting to play vacation for the past six months is going to allow another just... I'm expecting this to be better than their match last year, which is hard to say given how good it was. Found my match, by the way. Uh, September 18th. Tam Nakano versus Risa Sarah. All right, so you've gone the double Tam, I've gone the double Zumi. Ah, I didn't even mean to go the double Tam, but I was actually going to go double Utami, and I was going to do Utami and Risa Sarah, but Mm. there's something about the styles of Risa Sarah and Tam Nakano clashing that really excites me uh, because, you know, one's just as violent as can be, one's that, you know, emotional storyteller who can become violent i'm sure mm-hmm. they'll have a fantastic match and truthfully we could name a match per night that we're excited for oh absolutely, that's how but... great this tournament is but uh, I'll, I'll kick it back to you mvp can't be the winner because obviously last year's mvp was shuri <laughs> um it, it's actually unfair how once mm. how like mm. because i remember early in the tournament people were like oh mike is doing great and i know some people were like oh mike was the mvp of the tournament i was like did you even watch what i watched like shuri literally had like four star after four and a half after four and a quarter after like she she just did something that i've never seen out of someone in a tournament mike has spent half that tournament quite Badly hurt as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her match against Tam Nakano was a classic. She shouldn't be wrestling, but they're booked for a match and we're going to make it as least painful as her as possible. But yeah, that, that wasn't a, that was rough. Um, so most MVP, see, 
this is a hard one to answer just purely because the person I go to isn't so much because I expect her to have amazing matches night in, night out, although she will. It's because we're getting almost dream match after dream match. It's Suzu Suzuki in the blue block for prominence because half this tournament is basically going to be her against someone that I would never have expected to see her getting to face. And now I'm so excited that that's becoming a reality. Even ignoring her versus Julia, which has all of the fire in it, and that alone makes this tournament worth it. Her versus Mariah is going to be fantastic. Her versus Suzuki. Wait a minute. How do you know that? How do, how do you know How do you know the Mariah match is going to be fantastic? Just just a little feeling of. Have you seen it before? Are we are we doubting their abilities to put on an absolute banger of a match? No, never. No. Now, how do we know Suzu versus Hazuki is going to be amazing? Just a little feeling about what's going to happen between them. Suzu versus Mayu, as I mentioned. Suzu versus Momo. Suzu versus Starlight Kid. And that's just like the big ones. And like I fully expected to go all out against your Sire Eaters and Yamina Shirakawa. They're going to have different feels to them. There's going to be different vibes to them. And I cannot get enough of this. Put her in the red block as well. There's so many matches there I want to see happen as well. <laughs> just give me the Suzu Suzuki Grand Prix. You know, you know, part of the game again. I'm not going to name the same person, uh, but, but I've you had, wanted I, to, don't you? Well, here's the thing: I've had the five star MVP picked since the beginning of the year. Obviously, Suzuki being part of the tournament, as I never expected, changed a lot of that. And as long as Suzuki's healthy, I firmly believe she's at least, at least in the conversation. Mm. I think Julia deserves some respect, but I think Julia might be winning. So. <laughs> There's a problem there uh, because she just has like rivalry match after rivalry mm. match. But I'm going to say Hazuki again because of what she has, you know, she's found what made her great the first time she was here, right? She has found that fire, that passion, and the ability to just make all of her opponents look better. And mm. You know, she has the rundown that Suzu Suzuki has. She's going to have a match with Suzu Suzuki, with Julia, with Momo Watanabe. There's history there already between those two matches alone. With Mayu, that is a big yeah. one that not a that, lot of That's almost low-key. That's you know, People aren't talking about it, but that's going to, yeah. That was the match that we had teased when Suzuki walked back through the door, and mm-hmm. we never got it. And then um, it was like, oh, she's joining stars? Well, that she's going to turn on Mayu. Right. When are we getting that match? Yeah. We have Hazuki versus Saya Kamatani. Mm. Like, there is the blue White star. White belt defense warning alert right there. Yeah. Yeah, which is very exciting for me as someone that, you know, if, <laughs> if, if Hazuki was going to fight and say the Kyrie match is gone, like, doesn't exist, that would be a match I'm going into it. Like, oh, boy, like, mm. this could be the title change. Uh, which those are the matches you asked for. I think it, I think we got to be a little fair here, <laughs> and we got to we got to look at that red stars block because you yes. know it's easy to pick the blue stars block. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just say Shuri. Like well, let's not let's not get pretty with it. <laughs> let's not get pretty. <laughs> with it. I watched her do it last year. She has a different crop this year. Obviously, it's not as strong, but if you cut off the extra three it would probably be just as strong, right? Mm. If you cut off the my Sakurai and the, and honestly knowing Shuri, she'll make that very good because it'll oh, be yeah. very brutal. 
um you know like if you cut off the the lower tier it's that same tournament for shuri she has mm-hmm. a match with utami we know what they can do she has a match with tam we know what they can do um especially in a tournament match they're 12 i, I i'm going to keep saying this their 12 minute match last year was probably my favorite non-live tournament match that's how crazy mm-hmm. shuri versus azumi we know what they can do. Shuri <laughs> versus Micah. Guess what? We know what they could do. Shuri versus mm-hmm. Micah. Like the, we've seen these matches. They're going to be different because they're 15 minutes, but mm-hmm. there's no one better at changing their style to a different version than Shuri. Shuri's, Shuri's best when she's throwing bombs and nothing less. Yeah. Shuri's That's style okay. works in 15 minutes. Not everyone's yeah. does. Shuri's does. Yeah, which is like, I, it's hard for me to say a Micah or a Tommy will be MVPs mm. because they have the epic style. Yeah. Like, it's going to be, it's probably going to be a challenge for them. I think who, I think they can both figure it out. Absolutely. Mm. Um, but Shuri, I've seen do it. I've seen yeah. her do it. Uh, so that's why I'm really excited. I do wish, again, with these tournaments, we could switch it up a little bit. Um, but, you know, oh, well. Uh, oh well, I'm just gonna have to. <laughs> oh watch no, we're getting these matches. And 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 the best part about this turn also is like every single show is like at an important venue too. Mm. So it's not like so like there's like 21 days. There's probably like five or six Corkins, I think. And mm. when Stardom's in Corkin, it's a different vibe altogether. Um, so it's just really exciting. Uh, the only, you know, question between us that we don't need to name someone different is the winner of the five star Grand Prix. And I think we're both on the same page here. I think we're both picking Julia, obviously, but the I question wasn't until a couple of weeks ago, because <laughs> on the ocean cyclone show episode, we did, I actually picked Tam Nakano on the oh, basis right. that I felt like they were leading to that match. And then like, before, after we recorded it, before we released it, they set up the title match, and now, yeah, I'm agreeing okay. with everyone else. Tam's probably making the final. Um, that should be the final. Yeah, it's it's just tough because I I still look at Julia versus Suzu, and I feel like that that's tailor made for the uh, costing Julia a shot in the final. Mm-hmm. But I think now that Suzu has beaten Utami up. Oh, Beaten Julia technically in that I was tag say, match. Holy crap! When did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't catch that match. How did I miss that one? <laughs> it was, it's actually when you switched off during Cosmic Rules. They went psych, and it was uh, oh Susie wow, that's Utami. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. interesting because Utami couldn't make the show, so that's even <laughs> it was all it was all a psych act just to oh, okay. make you miss that match. No, sure, um, sure, sure. Yeah, look, Julia Suzu feels like it's going to be the psych out match, but. Like generally, these tournaments, when there's someone that makes sense to win, they make sense to win, yeah. and it's really hard to point to anyone else that makes more sense than Julia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick anyone else. I guess the game we could play here is, and you you and me kind of already alluded to it. We both expect Tam to be that finalist. Mm. If it's not Tam, I kind of want to say it, it can't be Tommy. It can't no. because Julia versus Tommy is the biggest match that company has outside of Io Shirai walking through the door and challenging Utami to a match. Yeah. That's it's just the truth. I don't think I don't even think Utami versus Kyrie is bigger than Julia versus Utami. And that mm. is saying something because Kyrie is Kyrie, obviously. Mm. But 
that is the biggest match they have. That feels like a match that you possibly do at the year-end show. That's Ryu Goku minimum now. Yeah, which I think the year-end show will probably be Ryu Goku. Obviously, they haven't announced it yet, but with the stardom main eventing that New Japan show, it feels like title switch there, and then you could do Julio Tommy to just pack Ryu Goku as much as you possibly can. Uh, But that's 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 the five star Grand Prix in a nutshell. Uh, mm. Obviously, it's a lot bigger than what we just talked about for what probably ended up being longer than I intended. Uh, but it's okay because <laughs> we'll do this in under an hour and a half. He said. <laughs> Listen, they announced the participants for this tournament in May. Since that moment, this is all I've been caring about in wrestling, and we are <laughs> finally going to start it, and it's going to be fantastic. Those first two nights have a chance to be, we were talking about it all night, they could be Stardom's best matches of the, or not best matches, best shows yeah. to this point. And then there's always that final day, which obviously is the leader for show of the year before it even happens. Um, and I firmly believe with the matches they have set for that night, it has a chance to be exactly that. Mm-hmm. But... This was the Joshi Dreamcast episode five. If you want to follow Trent on Twitter, there it is right there at one up culture. I was going to, you know, do them through the show, but I thought it was better just to go instead of popping these up the whole time. But if you want to follow him, go follow him there. And of course you can follow me at Scott E wrestling on Twitter to see all the things. If you're, if you're hearing this, I had a big interview come out. Uh, on Tuesday for Fightful.com, the biggest yet. Um, but I've had a couple if you want to go look at those. So you just go find my author page. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to spoil it to Trent here, but you know what it is by now <laughs> if you're listening. Uh, it, it, it's a, it was really exciting to do, and I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing what everyone says. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode, of course, because this was another big one. Stardom's come back. The next time I come back, I don't know what sh- I don't know what we're going to talk about yet because there's just you know there's a lot of moving parts here in in uh, the world of Joshi. Gonna gonna go back in history a little bit sooner rather than later as well. Maybe dip into uh, some old stardom for those that are trying to get into stardom want to know more about the history. But we'll see when we get there because there's a long tournament about to happen. Uh, I don't I don't know how much I could talk about every little event that happens. So until next time, everybody. For Trent, I'm Scott. Have a good one.